Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's an honor to come across your airwaves. Thanks for tuning us in. With me, as always, my friend, Stephanie. Stephanie, what's great? What's great right now? Good morning, Doug. What's great is it's cooling off outside. Yeah. Um, I can have the window open and hear all the sounds of all the creatures outside. And I love that. Um, Just hearing God's creation, there's something so peaceful about it. Yeah, there is peacefulness out there with the twerps and the bugs and uh, I don't know. I like it. Not the mosquitoes, but you know, I'm inside so I don't have to worry about the mosquitoes. There's screams (laughs) going on. Yeah, yeah. There's something pretty great about that. And Stephanie has a front row seat to the best sunsets on God's green earth. Maybe the sunrises. I I can definitely tell you it's a... uh, those sunsets are unbelievable across the street. Yeah, I say it's because of all the trees to the east. I, I can't see, I mean, I can see the sun poking through the trees when it comes up, but I don't ever get a really, really good sunrise view unless I'm on the road headed east, um, yeah. which does happen. But, um, but the sunsets, yeah, that God's given us a beautiful front row seat for those. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, per- it's a, God gave her a perfect, perfect home. Anyway, folks, as we move along, so we picked a set of words today. We just went through the army values and we looked at the verses. We looked ahead a little bit and we've decided uh, to talk about uh, things about loving your enemy. And because we think these next verses talk about, and this is a hard thing. There's nothing easy about loving somebody who's hurt you. There's nothing easy about loving somebody who potentially can hurt you. There's nothing easy about any of that stuff. But I say unto you, the Lord says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. There's a lot to be said there. Uh, Luke six twenty seven. but I say unto you, which here, love your enemies, do good on them that hate you. Now, I want to point out there's a difference between eradication, uh, eradication of the flesh and loving your enemy. There's, we still have the requirement within the book of Romans. We still have the requirement to turn people in who hurt us, who break the law, who do wrong things. God's put that out there. He still expects us to do that. But God also gives us a requirement to pray for these people, to love them. Uh, Stephanie, um, people have hurt us. People have hurt you terrible. And, and the Bible says, and they treat you as a foe. There's people who should be your greatest ally, and, and yet, uh, they treat you as an enemy and, and how do you love them? <clears throat> Why did I say we should talk about this today? <laughs> I want you to know I had a word called stumble, but somebody wanted to love their enemies. So here we are. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, how do you do it? Well, for starters, um, I cannot tell me, tell you how many times in years past, I had to go to the Lord and say, God, give me your love for them. Give me your love 
because I have none of my own to give them. And that's, I think, the key to loving your enemies is understanding it is impossible to love someone who is stabbing you in the back, someone who is physically abusing you, someone who is um, verbally. um, I'm learning so much right now about um, the impact of verbal abuse and how it is tied into sexual abuse and is tied it like this is it's a package and um i think for a very long time to survive i compartmentalized everything just because it made it easier for me to cope and understand that all those things were interrelated and to understand why i've struggled with things i've struggled with for you know easily over 15 years that i couldn't ever understand. Um, and so when you start putting all those pieces together, you have a choice because Satan wants to fill you with hate and rage because if he couldn't use the abuse to destroy you, if he can't currently use the abuse, well then he'll use hate against the abuser to destroy you. Yeah. But I also want to point out um, we have a sick Christian cultural thing going on that that is sick and violent, perverted, that in the name of loving our enemies and in the name of being peacemakers and in the name of meekness, we are letting abusers run rampant. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to call that out because there is a difference between loving your enemies and being okay with crimes. And right. to call this what it is. Um, it is heartbreaking. It is crushing to have to come to terms with what was done to me was criminal. That is very, very hard to swallow because the Christian culture has shoved into me. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, or to excuse it and to understand, no, before God, it is this bad. It is worthy of having righteous indignation over and it needs to stop being coddled and played with and right. toed around. Yeah. And and I think I think people we need to listen to what she just said and we need to apply that. We're not talking about uh, allowing people to hurt us or anyone else. We're talking about doing what's right in that area and and standing up on the line against the devil and going to the police station and going to the authorities and getting help. We're talking about but we still need to love them. Um, but I say unto you, which here love your enemies and do good to them, which hate you, bless them, which persecute you, bless and curse not. So I, I think we got to understand there's two different things in play here. Uh, yesterday we spoke about, you know, we got to do what's right. Personal integrity. We've talked about integrity. We've talked about, uh, all these different army values, personal courage, um, And now all of a sudden we get to a point where we're saying, well, you still need to have all that. You still go to the police. You still turn people in. You still do what's right. uh, But you can't let them uh, overtake the Holy Spirit of God, which is inside of you. You've got to show the love of God. And once you get that legal stuff done, once you get all that done, you don't go out to dinner with them. You don't hang out with them. No, you don't ever see them again. You don't let your kids hang out with them. You don't go to church with them. You, You know, I get all that, but you don't sit around every minute of your day plotting how they can die. Exactly. And folks, I'm just, I, I want to stop there because I've, I've been the guy, you know, we were hurt really badly with that one ministry as we came into this ministry out of Virginia. 
And in my opinion, you know, the pastor's not even qualified to be in the ministry. But I'm telling you, I could have sat around every day, and I could have, and said, boy, God, I wish you'd kill him. Just go ahead and kill him. But that's not God. So you do what's right. You turn in what's got to be turned in, <clears throat> and then you go on with God. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, well, I th- and I think that's what this is. Yeah. Yes. And understanding that God is the righteous judge. And I know that's something I put in my prayer letter, but to, the, to find comfort in the fact of trusting the promises of God, when he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Our job is not vengeance. Our job is justice. That's why God put human government in place. Yeah. And <clears throat> again, the Christian world, and I'm not saying all Christians believe this way, um, because you counseled me differently. Um, a very good evangelist friend that I had talked to last fall, and now I see how God was preparing me for now. But a, and a very good evangelist friend last fall had told me, you need to go to the authorities with this. Yeah. And so I had had, and then Steve Hicks. So I'd had three men that I did trust who I still respect. And I respect even more now that had told me, but I had had other men that I trusted and respected give me the exact opposite counsel. And guess what? (laughs) That's not playing out too well. That mindset of we just cover this up. Yeah. And, um, we don't serve a God that wants to cover stuff up. We serve a God that says, yes, vengeance is mine. I will repay, but I gave you human government because justice needs served. That's right. And so there's that balance there. And so seeking justice, and I understand there can be a fine line, but seeking justice is different than seeking vengeance. And you can love your enemies. And this is where God's given me such peace and freedom that's insane because I can love my enemies now. I can love them easier now if this makes any sense at all than I could before I went to the police because I now have done what I should have done at least three years ago. Yeah. Um, I've done what I should do. And so now I'm getting to experience a peace because I fulfilled my half of what God wanted me to do in the justice realm. And God gave me clarity to understand there is a difference between justice and vengeance. And that is key in this puzzle, in the key of loving your enemies, in the key of your heart still being broken because of what they face, the judgment they face from God for what they did. But they're different. So the so the loving your enemies and justice can go together to go to it does go together. Whereas the hating and the vengeance go together. So it's, it, it's like once you can sort this out in your mind and in your heart with God, it is so peace-giving and freeing. It's amazing. It's yeah. just, it changes your life. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is our God is big enough to make sure that justice is served and to stand there with your voice trembling after drinking a 20-ounce coffee and fill out a report that no one should ever have to fill out. But then at the same time, knowing that God loves those people so much yes. that you got to let love be in your heart. Hey, listen, folks, we're going to run to a yes. commercial right now and we'll be right back. So hang with us.
Well, thanks. We're right back with you. And I, I like the way you did that, Stephanie. You were able to show us that there is two things that can go on with God. It's in, in society. Well, we either let them get away with something. That means love. Or we, uh, we have them prosecuted. Well, of course we have them prosecuted. God makes us. It's in Romans 13. Mm-hmm. But at the yeah. same time, God expects us to then love. So we're not sitting around yes. hoping that somebody dies. I mean, we got, mm-hmm. there's too much in our life that we have ahead of us. We, we can't live in that area code. We can't live in that zone. And so here's the verses and stuff that prompted all this with Stephanie. We're going to go ahead and <laughs> Start on verse number 17 here on the 24th proverb. Rejoice not when thine enemy faileth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. And so right away in those first two verses, it's talking about, you know, uh, don't rejoice when your enemy falls. Don't be glad about that. Your heart shouldn't be glad about that. You should be sad about that. And, uh, and if we're not, it displeases the Lord if we're not. So again, it's having that right heart, Stephanie, that you were just talking about a minute ago. It's having a heart of, I'm going to follow God's rules both ways on this, whether I like it or not. And one way I love it because God has us go to the proper authorities. Uh, I love that. And I'm talking personally me and uh, not Stephanie. And I love that area of the whole thing, but it's harder as a Christian not to laugh when they stumble, not to laugh when they fall. But what God's saying is through that, through that, feel bad, feel bad, and then just love them. I mean, I, I think that's what I'm seeing, Stephanie. Yeah, well, it's it's these verses, I mean, I, I have to marvel that God lines things up the way he does yeah. Um, yeah. with everything that uh, my friend and I have been going through. But um, I've often... I thought over these last few weeks, what would I say if I were in a situation where I had one last chance, I had one last chance to say something to, there's more, way more than one abuser, but to say something to one of the, one of the abusers, what would I say? Mm. And God always takes me back to the story of Cory Ten Boom and Betsy Ten Boom when they were in the concentration camp. Yeah. And that SS guard had beat Betsy almost to death. And Corey was filled with so much rage because, understandably so, okay, she had righteous indignation. She had just watched her sister be beaten to death almost. And she was ready to kill. She was ready to die yeah. Over it. It's hard. And that wasn't wrong. That that indignation part because what was done was wrong. But what Betsy said to Corey is what God has said to me so many times over the last month. And what Betsy said to Corey was no hate. And <laughs> when you're in the midst of flashbacks where things are being done to you, that have left you nothing but a pile of dirt. And God says to you, no hate. Yeah. That's something only God can do because it doesn't leave you rejoicing. It leaves you broken because sin leaves things broken. And so if we can ever reach the point where we rejoice 
over someone being broken by sin, that means our own hearts have become very, very hard. Yeah. And I don't ever want to come to that point where I can rejoice over someone else. Does that mean, I do believe there's a sense of when justice is served, it's not a sense of rejoicing. There's a sense of relief when justice is served, but there's a difference between a sense of relief and a sense of rejoicing over, over it. That's right. Yeah. And relief's okay. And saying, Hey, they got the guy, you know, he's going to jail or he's been outed. He's, there's a sense of safety that comes with that in all honesty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I, and I mean, we can carry, you know, like there's people in my life that for a while, I just want to, you know, go shoot them or something, but then quickly God comes and everybody feels that way. Yes. Yep. We take no action. You know, we don't go get a gun. We don't get bullets, but in our mind we say, boy, life would be a lot better off if that person was just taken out. And then, (laughs) then, then the Holy spirit shows up (laughs) and the Holy spirit shows up and says, cut that out. You know, and, and look, and, you know, going to these next two verses, I think we got to squeeze them in kind of going in a little bit of a different direction, but look what it says. It says, fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked for there shall be no reward to evil men. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. And I think that's important that we understand that we love them. We, uh, we do the right thing. We love them. Then the progression is don't fret over these people. You know, I got them. That candle's going to be snuffed out. So you just go through the process that you got to go through for your healing, which I think the process includes. It's real clear to us that the Bible makes us turn people in, do the right thing. Uh, And if someone gets arrested, great, because they won't hurt someone else. We don't stop loving them. We love them in the middle of that. And then all of a sudden, God says, well, there's more to it than that. I don't want you fretting over this. I don't want you to be envious at what the wicked has or they always get away with stuff. I don't want you to deal with that because I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to put that candle out. And I think, you know, so often, Stephanie, I deal with people and work with people and as do you, boy, we just want, we want to blow the candle out. We don't want to wait for the timing. We, we want the wicked to immediately be exposed and go out and, and it happens. I mean, when you turn someone in, when you go to the police, when you do those things, but at the same time, and in the meantime, don't be fretting over what people get away with, who they can hire, what they can do. Just look to God and say, God, there's going to be a day that you snuff that candle out. Yeah. I think that's well, and that's yeah. Wait, um, there's that verse that talks about, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Um, and there is, a, there is, a, it, it is real. Um, you know, and I've struggled with this over the last month. My friend and I have both, um, because our abusers, some of them overlap. Yeah. And um, when you're when you're faced with those things, some part of you just said does want to say why? Why is their life look so great? Why? You know, they have the money pouring in, they have the prestige and the power and the mafia level strength pouring in. Why, why doesn't God take that away? And then you read verse 20, there shall be no reward to the evil man. And God says his, his, his end is coming. And that's a very sobering thing. 
And yet it's such a comfort when you are the, when you have been abused, when you are the victim and you have chosen to be a survivor, but you still have to work through all the ramifications of what was done to you. There is an incredible sense of peace and comfort when God says there will be no reward to them and their candor will be put out. It gives you that sense of, I can rest in my Heavenly Father's love and care because He has seen, He has known, He has heard my cries, He has put my tears in a bottle, He has not left me or forsaken me, and He will, He will serve vengeance. He will repay what has been done for me, and I can rest in that. Yeah, and and we got to rest in God. As a matter of fact, there's a song about that on one of your albums. Uh, I'll rest in his love that Stephanie had written. And, uh, you know, we have to rest in his love. There needs to be that place that we come to. And, and folks, every day it's, it's, an, it's an intimate uh, walk with God, and it's an intimate decision with God. You know, we forget that the Holy Spirit of God is right there in our heart and every day. And sometimes decisions are hard. You know, I got to get away from this person. I got to change this. I got to change that. There's changes that come in our life. There's things that we have to do that can be uncomfortable. There's reports we're going to make. There's things of that nature. But in the midst of all that, we still have to make a decision that day, that intimate uh, Holy Spirit of God working in a heart decision that says, you know what, today I'm going to love. Yeah. I'm moving forward with all this other stuff, but I heard this over and over again in what you've been saying the last couple of days in podcasts and over and over again, you're saying, you know, I've just got to trust in God. We put everything forward, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you were abused by some of the same people that this other lady was abused by. And I'm sure there may even be more in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I think there will be, you know, and yeah. I, but I have to rest in God's love right now. I have yeah. to, I have to rest in God's love. I have to be, uh, you know, again, the hardest things to do, Stephanie, how to stand up with your voice cracking, your heart hurting, tears falling down your face. Your, it hurts so bad that your body just starts leaking and have to stand there and file reports and do things. Those are hard. Uh, that's integrity. That's honor. That's personal courage. Uh, and, and that's trusting in God for the results and the judgment and loving your enemy. That's loving your enemy. Uh, I love him enough. I, or her enough. I don't want them to hurt anyone else. I'm going to yeah. do what's right. I'm moving along. I'm not going to be abused anymore. That's a pretty big thing too. And I hate to get to that right as we're ending the episode because, but we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, but we're not going to let anyone else get hurt. As a matter of fact, let's start the episode tomorrow. We're not letting anyone else get hurt, care for other people, but we sure do love you folks. If there's anything we can do for you, just reach out for us on the Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. There's a few of us that look at that and uh, we'll make sure we get back to you or write me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Remember, we have a camp going on up there the 12th of 16th through September. Call Camp Joy. If you need some more help with that, call me, find me, get a hold of me on Facebook. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you, we want to. And hey, when you go out there today, wear that smile that only God can give. And please, if you haven't settled in your heart, your salvation, listen to every word Eric has to say here in a minute. He's going to tell you what you need to know for sure about our Lord and Savior. We do love you, folks. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.